Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to the Double Doink, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Now, this is a very important episode for us. This is episode number 15. A perfect 15. Plus another, a perfect 10, plus another 5. Yeah, it's a perfect 15. So, we are going to be going over a few different uh, shows this week. We're going to be going over our normal UK. Uh, We're going to go over our normal Friday Night Smackdown, our Raw, our NXT, and our AEW. But we're going to do them pretty quick because this past week of wrestling wasn't that big. No. There wasn't a ton of stuff that actually happened that really builds to a lot of storylines. Well, there's things, a couple of things. There's things building to a storyline, but there but, was no big, like dramatic, exactly. top of bell curves exactly. for because, any storylines right now. Because everything's just going to lead into TLC, which is a yeah. which is a, a B B plus pay per view. Yeah, not a t- it's not an A. Pay-per-view. It's not an it's not a top card one. And um, you, you basically had a glorified house show this past weekend. Yeah, with Starcade. Starcade. Nice hour of wrestling. Yeah, you know, it was just a fluff piece. Is all it really was. Yeah, it was just it was just for people that want to watch some wrestling on a Sunday. Yep, there's your wrestling. And the nice thing is, is um, the WWE is not taking <laughs> scripts that they've been doing with yeah. certain people turning into certain directions and stuff. Yeah, they're not taking them and just throwing them out. They're allowing yeah. these stories to continue. Yeah, which will be nice because you can definitely see a couple of blow-off matches definitely happening. A TLC that sets up for Royal Rumble. That sets up for Royal Rumble into WrestleMania season. Yeah. So we're going to start off with a quick recap of uh, NXT UK. Oh, forgot to mention, we are going to be doing a top 10 at the end of this episode, and we will announce what top 10 it is at the end of the episode. Yes. So to start off, we're going to do the November 28th edition of NXT UK. Uh, Quick, quick... uh, Breakdown of what uh, what matches happened. Piper Nevin uh, defeated Ginny with Santana Garrett with the uh, the Michinoku driver. Dude, Michinoku drivers. Everyone such loves a fun move. move. It isn't fun move. The thing about it, it was just some kind of like cheap little move that Taka Michinoku used. As and now it's and now one of the it. most popular finishing maneuvers. Speak, speaking ever. of Taka Michinoku, a little bit of a tangent early. Have you ever seen the Suicina dive that he did out of the ring once, where he almost got Mm-mm. folded in half? No. Yeah, if anybody wants to see a bad way to take a bump on the outside, watch Taka Michinoku. I think it was an elimination at a Royal Rumble or something like that. And he just was absolutely it. destroyed. Um, up next, we had a couple of smaller guys trying to build their uh, build their names. Eddie Dennis defeats Darius Gordon with a next stomp driver. I don't know. I've not. I didn't watch this match, and I didn't see what the next stomp driver is. But that name of that move just sounds devastating. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Neck stomp driver. It you it. Sounds like you're going to break your neck with this. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything that's like a, a package pile driver or anything like that, you know, it's good to see the WWE allowing these guys to start doing them. Yeah. I mean, you're starting to see a lot more with A lot Adam of Canadians, uh, Canadian destroyers, yes. Panama Sunrises. Yes. We're also seeing stuff with, uh, I think, KO's done some. Yes. KO's had some done to him, but he's also done some more when pa- he does small his, uh, package his small stuff package like stuff. Yep. Yeah, uh, muscle busters almost. Yes. Um, Noam Dar defeated Ashton Smith with the Nova Roller. Um, another win for Noam Dar, kind of kind of building himself back up yep. in NXT UK. Exactly. And then the main event, which was Imperium taking on Gallus with Ilja Dragunov, ended in a no contest after everybody laid everybody out. Well, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen yeah. when you have two insane factions. I wouldn't call Ilja Dragunov part of Gallus, but he's just kind of like that ugly redheaded stepchild. 
that kind of just got adopted into Gallus for this match. Yeah, and it's going to be adopted into Gallus for uh, TakeOver Blackpool. Yeah, Blackpool too, yeah. So what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up seeing this three-way, four-way match. Yeah, and it's going to end up on a pay-per-view. Yes. And it could be possibly main event, considering if Walter is in that match, that'll be the main event. Yeah, but I, I mean, they're not really building much of a program for Walter with his championship unless belt right they, now. Unless they have Walter go against somebody for the title and it ends up being the rest of Imperium versus just Gallus. Yes, correct. So that's how they do it that way. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to move on to Friday Night SmackDown, the November 29th edition. Uh, we had a couple couple important points here. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Robert Roode. Um, but the most important part is he sent him through a stretcher and a table. Yeah, he destroyed Robert Roode. And I it's mean, not even a heel turn. It's just he's pissed. Yeah. He's annoyed with the glorious show-offs and Baron Corbin. Yeah. So he just took it out on Roode. Exactly. And, and next week he'll take it out on Ziggler. Until yeah. he can finally get his hands back on Corbin. Yeah, which that match is TLC. happening at TLC in a TLC. Exactly. So that's going to be fun to yes. see King Corbin get beat up by chairs. Yes. And, and then ladders. get a ladder to his jaw. And then But I feel like if Corbin wins that match, it's going to be because of his gavel. Or is his staff thing. No. Well, yeah, that. But I also think... Because um, TLC's... It's TLC, but they allow other weapons into it. Like yeah. they've used kendo sticks, oh, yeah. they've used steel uh, steel stairs. It's, it's it's no no DQ, man. What do you expect? Yeah. So that that staff is going to find its way into that match it, somehow. It will. Um, the nice thing that you're seeing build up here is that Reigns is slowly eliminating his peanut gallery. Yeah. Robert Roode gone next week. Ziggler, Ziggler gone. gone. Then it'll just be him and Corbin, and he's just going to destroy Corbin. He's yeah. Gonna, he, this is how you continue to build him as the face. Yeah. Now people are really starting to get behind Roman Reigns. You're not yeah. getting as much booze from the crowd because now they're just letting him go out there and just be a dominating force. Yeah. Um, up next, we have uh, Mustafa Ali defeated Drew Gulak. Um, was there any... I didn't catch this. Was there any uh, PowerPoint stuff in this? I didn't catch any of that. I don't no. think so. I don't think so either. Um, up next, we have a face, face. Lacey Evans. I, I, I called this... After Saudi yeah, Arabia. Yeah, Lacey Evans turned face. I called it after Saudi Arabia. I said that she was going to be turning face yeah. because of everything that happened in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, which I think this is a really, really good face turn for her considering who they're putting her up against. They're putting her up against Bailey, but more importantly, I think they're having her and Sasha go at it. Yeah, and that's the right move because Sasha is a truly dominant face at this yeah, point. Yeah, and she's also... Heel, I'm sorry, dominant yeah. heel at this point, and it just makes sense to have... This be a great way for Lacey Evans to work with a top class worker yeah. in the women's division. Yeah, uh, specifically because um, Lacey Evans has this whole like ya nasties thing, and Sasha Banks has shown more of that like nasty side for longer. Yeah, Bailey just turned heel, but she just turned angry heel, not nasty heel. Yep. So that's kind of more of a fitting face to face with her. Yes. And she hits it with the women's right. Yes, that was really good. Yeah, and she hits everybody flush with that, but she never hurts anybody. Yeah, no, which is she's really safe, cool. which is yeah. good. Now, next, Nikki Cross defeats Sonya Deville, and then Mandy Rose runs in and comes back. Oh. Miss Alexa Bliss, which was awesome. Man. I love Alexa. I'm so happy that I'm she's so back. happy that she's cleared and she can be back in the ring. Yeah, that tag team's get... coming back together. Yes, yes, and the nice thing is, is it built to something on Monday Night Raw too, which was really nice. Yeah. It was it was oh, which, so very good. Which is weird because I thought the draft was supposed to keep people on certain brands, and now all of a sudden we're getting yeah. people moving around again. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. Um, next match was uh, New Day defeated Shinsuke and Cesaro. Now, which good match? Yeah. 
Good My match. thing is, though, Shinsuke Nakamura is the intercontinental <laughs> champion. Why does he care about the tag team championship? He shouldn't. Okay. So then why are he and Cesaro even bothering with the tag team championship? You have other tag teams that you can put in that position to face the New Day. Yeah. I mean, again... We keep talking about guys who just aren't on TV, who aren't doing anything. Have the B team be in a match with these guys. Yeah. Have anybody else be in a match. Shit, you could have a, you could have a, a, a good face face match with heavy machinery. Yeah. And then maybe have they've they've had really good yeah face to faces before. But have have maybe Cesaro come down and then, I mean they did the video package a returning Sheamus. Yeah. They both come down Fibar. and they just wreck. Everybody in the ring. And return of the bar. Exactly. Exactly. Which I love the bar. I do too. Yeah. I, I, so I, love I don't it. know if they'll put it back together, but we will see interaction between the two of them. Oh, we will. We will. Whether yeah. It's, it's not going to be like. Whether it's classic, classic A plus matches or it's their back as Zibar and they just. I don't even think they come back as the bar. I think they just do like what they did with the shield before the shield got back together is where they just had them working together and kind of like teased it. And like everyone popped because oh my god the bar's back but they're actually not back. I would love to see him back and go back for those belts. Yeah, but they got but, they, they're going to be heels because I think that I think what they're building up here right now with so you got Sami Zayn, you got yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. and you got Cesaro. Yeah. Okay. It almost feels like a foreign powers type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. Because when you add in because Sheamus uh, is Irish, yep. Cesaro is Swede- uh, Sweet. Swiss. 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 He's a Swiss Superman. Come on. Yeah. Um, Shinsuke is obviously Japanese yep. and Sammy is Canadian. Yes. So it's like you're getting all. It's almost like um, it's the. Uh, da, 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 what's the name of that? Uh, that former faction that had the, Wade Barrett and Sheamus and Alberto oh, Dario. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, that faction back again. Correct. But like a 2.0 better version. Well, not better because, I mean. Hold on. I, I got to look that up. It, it's tough because it's hard to say something's better because, to me, Wade Barrett was completely wasted. Oh, yeah, WWE. he was. Completely wasted. I loved his Bad News Barrett. League of Nations. League of Nations. Okay. I loved his Bad News Barrett stuff. No, his Bad News Barrett stuff was awesome. What killed. His Bad News Barrett stuff remind or King Corbin reminds me a lot of Bad News Barrett stuff. Definitely. But what killed Wade Barrett was that, that Survivor Series match with John Cena. Uh, SummerSlam match. Uh, SummerSlam, I'm sorry. The Team Nexus versus Team WWE. Yeah, where essentially uh, he killed the entire push of he, Team Nexus. He killed Team Nexus, and they had to rebuild Nexus with CM Punk. Yep. And then the core founded, and core never did anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, last segment of uh, SmackDown, a new Fiend belt, which, what's your opinion on this belt? It's very lazy. It is a money plug in order to get people to buy this thing, to wear it around. For $6,600. It's crazy, dude. It's nuts. Now, yeah, it's a limited quantity. It is. It's. We talk about lazy booking sometimes. This is this is lazy design because it's it's exactly the fiend's mask just stuck on a belt. This is not the new face that we wanted to see. No, what we wanted is like a dark brown beat up leather belt with etchings in it that say "Let Me In," and then the old eagle and all stuff like that, and it's just like a beat up WWE Championship belt. Okay. I am a huge Sam Raimi fan. I'm a huge movie fan. We don't really talk much about movies. We don't diverge into that. Not yet. But Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. 
is probably oh, one yeah. of the best I love horror movie trilogies ever. Yeah, I love I know, I know it gets a little bit campy with Army of Darkness and stuff like that. But what I'm talking about is the Necronomicon. It is a book of the dead made out of flesh, held together by barbed wire. There's your, there's your template. There's your template yeah. for that belt. Yeah. You can have faces on the belt of his victims. Yeah. You know, you could have like little little callbacks to Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, like an S and an R somewhere on the belt. Yeah. And like he basically etches his victims into that belt. Yeah. And, and, once, and once he runs out of out of room, you could see like little voodoo dolls hanging off the side of it that look like. There's so much you can do with, with, with yeah. that. This belt is lazy. It's uh, it's again. They're gonna. They're obviously selling the the true makes of them for sixty six hundred. Yeah. But then they're gonna make the replicas that are a hundred hundred and fifty dollars for kids to grab. Yeah. And it's just, just because he's the number one merchandise pusher right now, that is why this belt was made. Yeah. They could have just went with something and just gotten rid of the SmackDown belt for now, and then. No. What my opinion is is that they're not gonna get rid of the SmackDown belt because that SmackDown belt is going to, to be Bray Wyatt. Wyatt's belt. Yes. The Fiend's belt is what that thing that, is. Exactly that, that thing. Yeah. Um, SmackDown was good. No, I wouldn't was. say it was incredible, especially the way it went off the air. But with the fact were, that the Fiend drags, yeah, it has the hair coming it has out, the hair on his hands and stuff. And it's weird because a lot of people were kind of pulling up a video, um, taking closer looks at that. That that may not have been the Fiend, because the Fiend went into the went down, and had its leather jacket on but then when it came up it kind of just slid off so the person was too small for the jacket okay so there's a possibility that that person that was underneath the ring could have been another fiend okay and that is kind of almost like you're i'll have to pay a lot more close attention because bray wyatt has very very distinct tattoos yes and when he's the fiend and has his like singlet on, yeah. singlet that kind of thing on, you can see his tattoos very clearly. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Well, that. it's weird because you really never see anything below the head. Yeah. But you do notice the jacket's gone. Yeah. So, again, it could just be another person with yeah, a fiend it could mask be. on. Um, who knows? I'm interested to see because they're teasing this whole new look for Daniel Bryan. Just keep keep him looking like a goat. He looks awesome. I think they're just going to have him. He might come out on SmackDown this week with like mangled hair. Could be. Yeah. And they could go back to a court. Could go back to short hair. Daniel Bryan. Who knows? They could. I I just, I want to see him with the long hair and the beard. I like it. He looks all scruffed up. It's awesome. I like it with a beard. I don't necessarily need the long hair, but um, anyway, it was a solid episode of SmackDown this week. Yes. Now we're going to do a pretty quick uh, breakdown recap of Starcade. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't catch it. No, it's I wasn't home. I wasn't able to watch it. Um, anyhow, there were one, there two, were many three, untelevised four, five, matches. six, seven untelevised matches, and only three were televised. As we said, it's a glorified house show. It was. It was. So, the, I'll just go quickly through the untelevised matches. We had Seth Rollins defeated Eric Rowan by pinfall. Uh, Shinsuke defeated The Miz to retain the IC Championship. Somehow, the IC Championship is not being televised. Yeah. Uh. Re- well. We'll talk about titles not being televised. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton defeats AJ Styles, which that is a great feud right now. And I and the thing I like is because they're able to do this one untelevised, you know that they're working on spots and working on things. 
that they want to put out yeah. of TLC or yeah. out of Royal Rumble or something yeah. like that. Um, Alistair Black defeats Andrade, and then Ricochet defeats Andrade. So I guess Andrade had two matches or something. It's weird, though, because Andrade's getting such a big push right now on the main card. On main card, but when it comes on main to, Raw, like... I'm sorry, not main card. We all know main card is NXT. Yeah. On, uh, on TV. Yeah. But in a house show, he can get two losses like that. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Reigns defeats Corbin. Okay. Um, and Again, then working on spots most yeah. likely. And steel cage match. Bray Wyatt retains the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. What? I I don't know. I mean, maybe they didn't want to televise this because maybe they don't want to get people getting an idea that Braun Strowman should be in this kind of title picture. No, because then people will want Braun Strowman to have this belt, and the Fiend will lose the belt to him. Yeah, exactly. And and it's smart booking to get the Fiend in some matches with some bigger guys. You know, even if it's away from television. It's yeah. Just, my thing, though, is with with what we said last week about Vince McMahon being in love with Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Braun Strowman need to have a program. Yeah. That's the program. Yeah, that that's something that that'll ha- that face-to-face will happen in the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. That'll be like, I know every year they try and have like a monster versus monster in the Rumble. That'll be this year. It's either going to be that or Lost Sullivan's going to come back. Yeah. I could even see if they have like three of them no it's gonna it's gonna be two it's gonna be it's gonna be the two and actually that's the thing is every year at the royal rumble you have like that one pop that one guy it's gonna be lost sullivan this year i think lost sullivan will be back for the rumble i yeah i think we'll we'll make our rumble predictions when it comes up yeah we'll have to we'll have to put together a top 10 or a top five or something like that of guys that we want to come back or come from nxt to the rumble okay I'm, I'm, I'm always, but I don't down. even think it would be come from NXT to the Rumble. It's because NXT is still technically main main brand. And it's NXT is the brand. Yeah, it, we're definitely showing our NXT bias here, but we've done it for 15 episodes, yeah. so we're it just going to keep doing it. Um, then we got to our televised matches. Street Profits defeat the OC. Why? Why not? It's it's a house show. That's why. Yeah, that's why, but it's it's And it's, they wanted a face to go over. It's the right move. Yeah, faces always go over in house shows. You never see yeah. a, you never see a heel go yeah. over. Uh women's fatal four way tag match. The Kabuki Warriors versus Twisted Bliss versus Charlotte and Becky versus Bailey Banks. Okay. Again, we're talking about people who already have titles. Why do they care about tag team titles? And why do you have two people that hate each other tag up? Again, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The, the the ultimate end game of all of this is that they're using Charlotte Flair and her rub to really put the Kabuki Warriors yeah. way over. Yeah. They're trying to rebuild the mystique that was taken away from Oscar in 2018 because of Charlotte. Because of and not be not because of not Charlotte, but because Charlotte, of how they booked Charlotte against her. Exactly. It killed it killed Oscar's mystique and it took a f- over a full year for Oscar to even get any kind of redemption at that point. Yeah. We're talking, she lost, that was Mania 2018. 20, that was Mania 34. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Okay, that's when she lost. Yeah. When was the last, when was the next time she was relevant? Wasn't it like at least eight months later? Yes. When it she was like had December smack, of that belt. She had to smack She had down. that belt, yeah. Yeah, and then she lost it. Yeah. Didn't she lose it to... Uh, Becky. Becky, yeah. No, she lost it to Charlotte. She lost it to Charlotte. And then Charlotte and and then Charlotte Ronda, Ronda and, and Becky, Becky main evented exactly. Mania thirty five. Yeah, because um, everyone was thinking that Oscar was going to go into that main event. Because yes, she had the because belt. Charlotte won that belt at Elim Chamber, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because Becky and Oscar, 
uh, no, I'm thinking 34. I was thinking who were the champions. It was Charlotte Becky. Uh, never mind. Um, I was trying to remember who yeah. were the champions when Ronda came out at uh, Rumble 18. Oh, uh, that was Bliss and Charlotte. That was Bliss and Charlotte. That's right. Yes. Um, but the thing is, is they're using this program right now with Charlotte to rebuild the Kabuki Warriors mystique and keep them as super heels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which they're doing really work. Yeah, they are. Good work as heels. Yeah, they are. Even though they just showed up one day as heels, it's just. Yeah. I mean, they they ate some bad catering and. Now they're heels. Yeah. And she's spitting all this green stuff. Yeah, some, must have had some pretty bad spinach or something. Um, or some bad sushi, one or the other. Something. Um, and then the main event never happened. Rusev versus Lashley never happened because of the entire bull crap with the I'm liking restraining these, order. Listen, I'm liking these restraining order things, and I like the fact that it was supposed to be Kevin Owens who comes out, and he's showing that he is the, the flag bearer for Monday Night Raw right yeah. now. And he comes out and he's like, um, yeah, I'm not going to have this match, but I'm pretty sure somebody's going to wreck you right now. And there comes Rusev and just yeah. totally destroys Lashley again, which is yeah. what needs to happen. Yeah. But Starcade was a glorified house show. There were some fun moments, but I mean, it was a glorified house show. That's exactly. all I can really That's say. That's what about. it was. And now we're going to move on to Monday Night Raw, the December 2nd edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, opened up with a apology by Rollins for calling everybody out where... uh. He gets attacked by AOP. Well, no, he didn't get attacked. Kevin Owens got attacked. Oh, KO came out, interrupted, and, and got attacked. Yeah, That's KO right. got attacked, and um, it's nice because you're seeing you're seeing the building blocks of this story here. Like, there's the idea of wait a minute, is is uh, is Rollins in cahoots with cahoots the AOP? AOP, and the weird thing is, is it's like the AOP came out, attacked Kevin Owens, and basically just brutalized them and dragged them into the back. And for the rest of the episode, you never saw Kevin Owens again. Yeah, that was actually after the him and Lashley started a match. Yeah. And then AOP came out, laid out Owens. Yeah. And then Rusev comes out, and the cops come out, and they think Rusev's going to get arrested. But Lashley shoulder checks a cop trying to walk away, and he gets gets thrown in cuffs. And then Lana slaps slaps a cop. And then she gets thrown in cuffs. Seeing them two get walked away in cuffs was amazing. It, you know what? We, we really dogged this for a few weeks. And I think the thing that really was dogging was the fact that all we were getting was make-out sessions. Yeah, it was a lot of making out. And, and now it's actually good. Yeah, now it's like they've allowed this storyline to actually get some teeth by letting Rusev get a couple of wins here. First, he destroys him last week by dropping the stage basically on him. Then yeah. he attacks him at Starcade, And now this. Like, he's the one who broke the restraining order, yet he's the one who doesn't get arrested. Yeah. The heels get arrested, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that's really, really good stuff. Um, McIntyre defeats Tozawa. Which we were saying, Tozawa just seems to be kind of... Eating losses right he's now. He's eating losses, but... He's on he, TV. Dude, he's on TV, and he's so talented. Oh, yeah, he is. He's so talented, man. Yeah, it's without a to, doubt, he's It's good to get him he's on great. TV. Um, and then McIntyre calls out Orton, um, and then they have a face-to-face, kind of go back and forth at each other, which these two guys are great. Yeah. Well, McIntyre is basically calling him out because he poked him in the eye. Yeah. Because he couldn't stand up to him and chop him like a man. Yeah. Dude, that was... I. I I have went back and I have watched those two chops. Oh, yeah. I've watched it multiple times. Dude. It is my favorite video that WWE has posted on their Instagram ever. It It, it is. It's my yeah. favorite video of 2019. Yeah. By, by far. Favorite moment of 2019? Chop session. Chop session in which it all starts with 
Uh, you've had 93 titles. It's my time. What are you mad? Cause I'm bigger than you, taller than you. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. That's funny. Um, but they start getting into a war of words and then they get attacked by the OC. Yeah. Well, which- the OC comes out, interrupts, and then McIntyre, which is kind of weird because now he's done it a couple of times. If you'll notice little nuances with this character, he sees trouble coming and he basically says, yeah, I'm done. And he just walks out of the ring and walks up the ramp and he did it to Kevin Owens when NXT showed up. Yeah. And now he did it this time to Orton when the OC shows up. Yeah. The OC jumps Orton. But it's weird who came out for the save. You know, for a guy who just RKO's everybody out of anywhere, you had um, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. You had Ricochet, Ricochet and Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah. All come out to make the save. Yeah. But which Rey Mysterio's been RKO'd lately. Yep. Um, Ricochet's been RKO'd very lately. Yeah. And I don't think Humberto Carrillo and Randy Orton have really had much back and forth. No, but I think, again, it's that lesser of two evils. You know, the enemy yeah. of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Everyone hates the OC right now. Yeah. And I cannot. OC are top heel in, in Raw, Raw right now. And I cannot wait for this Owens. Owens, this Orton Styles program yeah. to really start getting some teeth. Yeah. There's going to be some good matches. If AJ gets that belt back, oh. Orton will take that belt off of AJ. You know, there's a possibility. There is a huge possibility that AJ gets the WWE Championship off of Lesnar and loses it to Orton. So this way Orton can get another title reign. Fantasy Booking, does he win it at He might win it at Rumble. Rumble. It may be a triple threat at Rumble. Him, Orton, and yeah, and then Orton, huh? It's going to be weird, but I does Lesnar have to take a pin? I don't think Lesnar. I don't think Lesnar has to take the pin because if Lesnar, if Lesnar takes the pin, that means Orton says, "I never lost. I get to go after that belt next." That sets up your main event. Yeah, or your mania sub main event because your main event is going to be whoever wins the Rumble, most likely against the Fiend. Yeah, most likely. So. Anywho, um, up next, we had Aleister Black versus Tony Nese, where Aleister Black won, followed by a face-to-face with him and Buddy Murphy. That's a fun program. It's a fun program, but I don't want to see either of these guys lose. No, I don't. And JJ texted me just as it was happening, and that's the thing is it's going to be a fun, fun, fun program. Yeah, but But someone has to lose. Someone has to lose. Black can't lose because of his mystique. These two guys are good workers. Both of these guys will come out of this program fine. I yeah. just I just don't want to see either of them taking a loss. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, up next, uh, Andrade defeated Eric Young, mm-hmm. and then Rowan defeated No Way Jose, and then we had a two-on-one handicap match between the Kabuki Warriors and Charlotte. Again, Charlotte giving the rub to the Kabuki Warriors. Yes, I mean Charlotte thinks she's the you know God's greatest gift when it comes to women's wrestling. She thinks she can take these two people down, um, and she's proven wrong. She's proven wrong. And they didn't even have to use a green miss. It was the insane elbow yeah. that actually won the match. So it's one of these things where um, Charlotte's going to need to find a partner, but it can't be Becky Lynch because Becky's Becky has to concentrate on keeping the women's title relevant. Because right now, when was the last time Becky Lynch was on Raw? Uh, was it not the week before Survivor Series? Yep. Yeah. She hasn't been on Raw since. Yeah, two weeks she hasn't been on Raw. Yep. Unless yep. she's hurt, which I don't think she is. I think she's just taking a couple well, couple weeks Because if she away. was hurt, she wouldn't have been at Stockade. Yeah, true. That's true, yeah. Um, up next, uh, actually, yeah, up next was uh, the War Raiders squish him jobbers. Why? You can't have them just squish... Uh, you can't have them squish guys that are back Zach eating catering. Ryder, you have to have Zach them Ryder squish jobbers. You know what I mean? Why? 
Um, There's no reason for that. No, they're they're they're, the, they're supposed to be the predominant tag team in all of WWE, yeah. and these guys are just going off the job. Is it seems like every week there's nobody else. Yeah, uh, and then your main event, uh, the OC defeats Ray Ricochet and Carrillo, but AJ eats a nice RKO at the very end. Yes, but the thing that I loved is the f- the pinning sequence in this match. A super styles clash off the second rope from to Ricochet, and Ricochet takes the pin. Yeah. It's 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 a pin that Ricochet can take. Yeah, especially from AJ. Yeah. Because that still continues to build their feud over that started over the US championship. Now there's no belt there. And now you, Randy Orton's coming out to kinda I don't want to say protect the people who came out and helped him, but he's more just trying to get back at Styles again. And he's yeah. gonna continue to do that because he is the ultimate, you know, snake. Yeah. He's an opportunist. He's gonna he's gonna strike when it's best for him. Yeah. It Raw was good. I'll oh, give it you was, that. Raw was yeah. very good. Raw has been good. Yeah. And moving on to the December 4th Wednesday Night Wars. We're going to go over both NXT and AEW relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, Both good shows. Both very, very good shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was a very um, strong week for the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. But um, still, it's it hasn't been as strong as it has been, but that's because they're still building towards pay-per-views, each yeah. of them. Yeah. They each have something coming up. And yeah. Obviously, you know, NXT only does their four a year. So they've basically done their last. Yeah, they do four the or five a year. Sometimes they'll throw one around Monday yeah, in the bank the, weekend. Well, yeah, they did the twenty five this year. Yeah. Um. And or, then then they also have Blackpools, but that's yeah, our that's, that's UK. takeover UKs, yeah. which is different story. But um, but with this, it was it's like you can tell that AEW is still ramping up to another pay per view where um NXT is kind of coming down from a pay per view while they're also trying to build their next set of events with their next set of title pictures yeah, and everything like they're that. They're still trying to build build those pictures. Yes. Uh trying to re reestablish your put, division. Put those almost. Put those pieces into place. Yeah. Uh before uh Rumble weekend. Yes. Um first match kind of I wouldn't say finishes a feud, but it kind of ra- winds down a feud. Killing Dane gets a win over Pete Dunn. I don't think it winds it down at all. I think it keeps it ramped up. Really? Yeah. You, well, how long do you think this feud will last? Oh, it's going to continue for a little bit because you have to think about this. Dane didn't lose in that match. Priest did. Priest did, yeah. Dunn then went and didn't beat Cole. Now, Dane comes out, gets another win over Dunn, and basically says, you shouldn't have been the guy in that match to begin with. It should have been me. should have been me. And now, you're going to continue this. Damian Priest, I think, may be done with this feud for I right think it's going to continue Dunn Dane, though. It's going to continue Dunn and Dane. And Dunn and Dane is the one that we want to see because it is such a... it. We always talk about... Um, such great oppositions and such great opposing forces. These two guys are yeah. so they're different so, from each other. They're gen- so polar opposites. Exactly. Dunn is a technical wrestler. Yeah. He's a smaller guy, but he knows he knows how to. Take he knows how to of, take advantage of situations yes. where Dane is just full on straight power, right for you. Bull in a china shop. Yeah, it's the dichotomy. These guys yeah. are so different. Which I feel like. What Dane, what Don might have over Dane is that, as you said, he is bull in a china shop. Dane is gonna go, go, go until he slips up and makes a mistake, and, and Don is gonna catch that and take control of that. Yes, exactly. So, like, if if Dane say goes over for goes for a suicida because he likes to do those and tweaks his knee, Don's gonna be on that like butter on toast. Yeah, he's gonna be on that for the rest of the match, and he's gonna work that, and that's how he's gonna win the match. Yeah, if that's exactly. the case. Exactly. Up next. This guy, I Keith love Lee. this guy, Keith Lee. Bask in his glory. Now I'm gonna like throw fans basking in his glory. I'm gonna throw some fantasy booking at you right now. We're gonna go on a bit of a tangent. 
Okay. Right now, it looks like there's a bunch of guys that want that championship. We have Champa. Okay. We have Balor. Okay. Do we have Keith Lee? No. No? Nope. Where is Lee going to fit in at this next takeover? If he's even on the NXT roster at this next takeover. You think he's going to go up before? Yeah. Do you think he's ready? Oh, yeah. He's very ready. He's very He proved it. It's fire series. He's very ready. Yeah. Does he'll he be, go up to the blue brand? Blue brand. He'll be on Fox. Okay. He'll yeah, he's Fox. a Fox guy. Yeah. He's already got stuff set up there. Yeah, he's you got know? stuff with Roman. He's got stuff with Roman. He he has the stuff with uh, Braun because he's kind of the one that yeah. helped eliminate Braun Strowman. Yeah. He's got stuff set up there. Um, I just don't see him in that title picture because you basically have your three. You have your Hydra sitting yeah. there right now. You have now. that triple threat You're, match for as, Rumble weekend. As, as Julian will tell me. Ghidorah, King of the Monsters. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what you have there. You have this three-headed dragon that can just wipe out everything with the perfect match. And that's what those three guys are going to be able to do. That is, It's going to be the main event of the first takeover for the year. Second, Second takeover? takeover? The WrestleMania takeover is going to be the, that's going to be the main event. Oh, that's going to be the main event? Yes. Yes, because what's going to end up happening is you're probably going to end up getting like a one-on-one match with Champa and Cole. And it's going to become a no contest with a disqualification caused because by of Balor. Balor, and that's what's going to build to your NXT Takeover main event, Tampa Bay in, main event in Tampa. And yeah. you got to think about it too; it works perfectly because where is WrestleMania? It's in Tampa, Florida. Where is NXT? Florida. I'm going to tell you something right now. Do not be surprised if. Typically, these NXT takeovers take place in like these 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 seat arenas, right? The WrestleMania is at Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Football yeah. stadium. Yeah. Huge crowd, right? What is keeping keeping the uh, WWE from maybe going to the home of the Tampa Bay Lightning? Pretty good size arena. Yeah. Now, I got I to gotta ask this for you. Since Cole goes in... Does he get the biggest pop? The reason I say that is, is what's his nickname? Mr. The Panama City Playboy. Oh, yes. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah, he won't get the biggest pop. He won't get the biggest pop. It'll be Champa. It'll definitely be Champa. Yeah. Because Champa's going to walk out of there with the belt. You think Champa, who does Champa pin Cole? Yes. To set up Balor Champa yes. at the next paper. This is going to be your main event of NXT for the next year. Yeah, until Gargano gets back in the picture. Yeah, and then Balor will win the belt. At the third pay per view, um, taking it off Champa, and then Champa versus Gargano, or Gargano versus Balor at the main event of the last. I, no, I see. Okay, we're getting into real fantasy. We're getting here. real fantasy booking here. Okay, first pay per view, Cole Champa interrupted by Balor. Okay. Second pay per view, Cole, Balor, Champa, Champa leaves pinning Cole. Third pay per view, main event, Champa, Balor, Gargano interferes. Cost Balor. Champa will hold the belt for the rest of the calendar year. Your main event will well not your main event. Your opening match for the fourth pay per view will be a blow off match between Balor and Gargano. Balor will not go back after the belt. Cole will come back after the belt. If he's okay. not if he's not on Raw, if that, the undisputed era have not been moved up to Raw, yeah. Cole will be coming back after the belt. And that's also if we don't have anybody signed in the next calendar year to NXT that is that big that they can be brought right into the title picture. John Morrison. John Morrison, Marty Skrull. 
Because Marty Skrull's a free agent now. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that could happen. Yeah. I'm just looking at what we're looking at. Short-term contracts. Kenny Omega. If Kenny Omega finds his way to NXT, he he's won't. automatically in that title he picture. He won't. He won't. He's I don't not. think he's coming to WWE. No. He He'll never. go back to New Japan before that. Yeah, he's not going to. No. And, and there's so much other things that you can really think about with WWE. I mean, you can still you can still build Pete Dunne. Maybe you can put Pete Dunne into this picture. I, I don't think Pete Dunne's going to hold the NXT Championship. I think she. I think he's going to go up to Mania. Uh, he's going to go up to Raw or SmackDown after Mania. Okay. I, Champa has. He's no, ready for it. He's Champ, very ready for Champa it. Champa has no intention. He already said that he would rather retire than go up to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, if he and, gets drafted by Raw or SmackDown, he's retiring. Yeah, that's it immediately be, said. Yeah, because of the work schedule. Yeah. He figures right now with NXT, he's going to be able to wrestle for about another four or five years. Yeah. He says if he goes to Raw it's or SmackDown, two. it's two. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to be in the ring. Yeah. Um, but no, this whole Keith Lee with the Undisputed Era thing was great. Where it's brilliant. He, he got in their faces and all that such and essentially said that, look at me, I'm the greatest in NXT and all this. Yeah. Um, and that comes into play later on in the ma- uh, later on in the show. Yeah, it does. Um. Up next, we had Shayna Baszler defeating Xia Li. Xia Li has been getting a few wins up, but yep. she finally got herself laid down and and brought down a, a, a peg. Yes, by the champion saying, "I'm the champion. I'm the one that runs this place. No one else is allowed to get a lot of wins here. Yeah. Only I am." Yes, which that steps up for something for a little bit later. Yep. Um, up next, we had Forgotten Sons. I your love boys, the Forgotten Sons, man. JJ uh, loves the Forgotten yeah. Sons. Julian loves the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, squashing a couple of a couple of guys, Adrian Alanis and Leon Ruff. Who cares? Let them squash people, man. Get these guys some wins. Get them on TV. Yeah. Let them destroy some people. They yeah. are that good. Yeah, they're really, really good. I could see them going after the UE soon. They because could. UE are kind of, they're not faces, but they're kind of turning with the crowd. The crowd's starting to like them. Well, the crowd's always like them. Come yeah. on, they all do the boom. You know what I mean? They do the boom. They do the Undisputed Era. They yeah. do the Bay Bay. Yeah, the crowd likes those guys. The crowd hates the Forgotten Sons. This is almost like, you know, if you want to get the UE maybe one last win with yeah. their belts, that could be their one last win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before they drop before, the belts before to somebody they drop else. drop the belts going into Mania or something yeah. like that. Up next, we had, it was meant to be, I believe, Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley. Yes, it was supposed to be a blow-off match with them, yes. too. Um, and I don't think it ever got started. No, Mia Yim comes down and starts having a brawl with Rhea. Not Rhea, um, Dakota, Kai. Dakota Kai. And then Shayna Baszler comes in and attacks Rhea Ripley. So this shows you two of the matches that you'll have on the TakeOver. Uh, where is Rumble this year? I don't know where Rumble is. I'll look up where Rumble 2020 is. But it, it sets up two matches that are going to happen at uh, this uh, takeover. It's in Houston. Okay. So it'll be TakeOver Houston. Okay. Uh, it, it's setting up two matches that will be at TakeOver Houston. Um, Mia, Yim, Shana ba- uh, Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai. And then Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. That's two of your matches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have your first match of the night, which is most likely gonna be re- uh, Yim versus. Yeah, but take takeovers never have two women's matches. They have. They had Shirai and Candice, and then they had the women's main event. Oh, okay. Yep. Not the main event, but they had the women's that's title. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they do sometimes put on two yeah. matches. You're right. Okay. So they'll do two, and then they'll do a. They might not do a North American title match. Or they kind of have to because he hasn't defended that belt in a while. He hasn't defended it in a while. You got to remember, you're still dealing with a fish injury. Yeah, so he might have to pull double duty. Yep. Actually, they might not have him pull double duty. They might have him just defend the tag belts. 
Because the last time they had someone pull the double duty was when Roderick Strong joined the Undisputed Era. Yeah, when Because Cole, Cole ran double, double duty. duty. He won the North American title that night, and he uh, defended the belts with Roderick Strong running in on Pete Dunne. Yes. See, I know my NXT history. You do. Good job. Um, Golf clap. Up next, we had uh, Riddle defeating Ono again. I love these two together in the I ring. I do, too. I and do I too. love that Ono is the veteran that's putting guys over. Yep. This is what you need in WWE. That, it's what AEW is doing right. Yeah. They're using veterans to put, put other guys over. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had Kushida returning to action. He is back, and he takes out Cameron Grimes, which I think this is a, a loss that Grimes can take. It's not only just a loss that Grimes can take, but it actually is now going to put Grimes in a program. Mm-hmm. It's now going to put him in a program, because we all thought maybe he was going to go into a program with Dane, when yeah. Dane did that whole thing where he attacked him after the match, when he yeah. was facing, uh, was it Swerve Scott? Yes. Okay. And then he had the thing that it could have been against uh, Tyler Bate. Yes. But that went away. Yeah. So now I think this almost this brings Kushida back. Yeah. And it sets up a, a thing for Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Even if it's just NXT television. Yeah. It's I not, th- not going to go to an NXT takeover. No. Not yet. Um, It might be on a pre-show of a takeover. Could be. Could it could be. be on a dark match. Dark or it match. could be the dark match post. Because I know sometimes they do pre-recorded. Not anymore. No. Um, they used to do pre-recorded so at, before at, takeover. Yeah, at 25, they did pre-recorded before takeover, which was um, Yim versus um, Belair, which was yep. a really good match. Yeah. And um, Lee, I forget who Lee faced, but it was uh, it, there was two matches or three matches, and then it went right into takeover. And that's yeah. nice. And I could see these guys being the guys who kind of like warm up the crowd. Yeah. Um, in the main event, uh, we had Champa Lee and Dijak defeating the Undisputed Era. And this was really, really good stuff because we had a run-in by Balor, but then... Lee gives him the spirit bomb. gives him the spirit bomb. Oh, my bomb. God. When Lee popped up on the apron and you saw Lee's angry face... Yeah. And he just grabs Balor by the neck. Oh, my God. Keith Lee is probably my favorite wrestler in NXT right now. And Pete Dunne is in NXT. Pete yeah. Dunne is my favorite wrestler, but Keith Lee right now is doing so much good stuff that I cannot get enough of what he's doing right now. No, everything he's doing is, is again, Vince McMahon is basking in Keith Lee's glory. Yeah. He Vince is very high on Keith Lee. Keith Lee. You know who you know you know who I think Vince sees with Keith Lee? But he's far more athletic than than the first person. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Yeah. He sees Mark. Remember, Vince loved Mark Henry. Yeah. Loved Mark Henry. Gave him gave him a push to the moon. I was really big on Mark Henry too. I liked Mark Henry. I preferred Mark Henry when he was in the Nation of Domination, not his initial run where he came out as the Olympian and stuff like yeah. that, a powerlifter. When once he got into the Nation of Domination. I don't oh, see- come on. You got to be real. It was when he was sexual chocolate. No, no, no. His two best runs, Mark Henry, Nation of Domination, and just his pain run where he was going. Yeah, 2008, 2009 when he, when he won was. WWE Championship. Yeah, when he was doing the, uh, the Hall of Hall Pain of stuff. Hall of Pain stuff. There was no. That is who Mark Henry should have been. One of my favorite Mark Henry moments, and this is dating myself. Was when Mark Henry did his fake retirement speech yes. and turned on John Cena. Yeah, yeah, that's where the Hall of Pain genuinely started. Yeah, was right there. Yeah, right there. And I loved it. And with his pink suit and all. Don't be surprised if my kids are talking about Keith Lee's trajectory the same way we're talking about it. How as Mark Henry did. Yeah, 
He comes in as a face. Then all of a sudden there's a faction he joins and he's a heel in that. And I'm, don't get me wrong. They're not going to do sexual chocolate and all this stuff no, all over again. because that's but, that's played out. But they're going to do a, a, a comedy angle on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they could. They could do a comedy angle with yeah. him. Every, he's, every he's, wrestler pretty much has done a comedy angle except for guys that have super mystique. Like Aleister Black's never had a comedy angle. Okay. Um, I don't think Andrade's ever had a comedy angle. Not yet. Not yet, but he could. That's the thing. He like, won't. A lot of guys, there's some guys, I'm All not right. going to say a lot, but some guys. So I, I, I only really have maybe one person who kind of pops into my head that really hasn't had a comedy angle. Who? Randy Orton. You don't think that uh, some of his rated RKO stuff was comedy? No. No? No, I don't think I. Edge. Yeah, was Edge was the comedy, the comedy guy of that. Randy Orton was the muscle. Yeah. He's always been the muscle. He's always been this brutal guy. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, John Cena's done comedy angles. Come on. <laughs> John Cena is Doctor comedy Thugonomics. angle. Yeah, John Cena is a comedy angle. Uh, Kurt Angle's done comedy angles with that. Um, Mark Henry has. I'm trying to go back through. I'm pretty sure Batista has. Well, yeah, his whole, I quit. Yeah. That, that whole thing where he's a whining little baby. The uh, Triple H definitely has with DX. Oh, not just the X, the whole Katie, the Katie Vick thing. Yeah, oh. there's a there's a lot of guys that have done comedy angles, but a lot of them work. Some of them not so much, but like some guys can't be put into comedy angles. Yes, but Keith Lee, I'm telling you right now, um, McMahon's basking in all that glory. McMahon's loving everything he's seen with Keith Lee. He's going to get a push. He's going to get a match possibly against Bala. Yeah, um, and that's going to be a good match. Yeah, that's, well. be, that's again. You want to talk about dichotomy? Look at the two of those guys. Yeah, exactly. How the hell is Bella ever going to get him up for the 1916? He's going to have to pull some tricks out of his bag in yeah. order to make anything work. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be really really good stuff. And now we're going to move on to All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Yes, the uh winner of this week. Yes, this week it won. Yeah. Um that's another point for AEW. Finally starting to get a little bit back caught up. No, they're not. not they're really. not going to catch up, really. really. They, have to, they have to really, They've really, really go string some stuff together. To catch I mean, up. don't get me wrong. We're really picking at, like, again, yeah. every week with both of these shows, we're really picking we're at straws. We're nitpicky with we're these. We're nitpicking because, again, this is... This is what the you professional never, wrestling we like. This is what you never got to experience. Yeah. Okay? I never got to exper- my, experience the Monday Night Wars. My kids are experiencing the Monday Night Wars at their height... On Wednesday nights now, when I got to experience it, a little bit older than they are. My daughter's 10, Julian's 8. Um, when I was experiencing the Monday Night Wars, it was more of um, middle school, high school for me. Yeah. That's when it was really in its peak. So, um, Started off with a, uh, a tag triple threat tag team match uh, between Dustin, uh, Dustin Rhodes and the Bucks against LAX and Sammy Guevara. Where this was a solid, solid oh, of match. Course, great opening match. These six guys can put on four star matchup with mops. Yeah. So uh Dustin and the Bucks went over yep. in this match. Um Sammy Guevara is funny. Oh he is. Have have you seen the meme yes. that I posted yes. on the doink? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, it's the shape of water with uh yeah, with and it, Guevara, it's Guevara and, and Jericho. And Jericho. Dude, have you seen how many of those memes there are of them hugging? Oh, they, there are so many, and they're all amazing. Again, Jericho's been sharing them. Guevara's been sharing them. AEW's been sharing them. Again, AEW's always had a very good social media game. Yes. And, again, a comedy act 
that is actually yes. like not something that buries a character in the comedy act. No, like it's sexual not. chocolate buried Mark Henry. Yeah, a it did. Bit. This doesn't bury Sammy Guevara. No, First, it doesn't. he can eat the pins in these types of matches in these six ways. You, you know can't what I mean? bury him. He's a sexual god. Yes. He's a it, Spanish god. Exactly. Just like Jericho says. Yeah, you, can't bury you can't bury the sexual god, Sammy Guevara. Um, up next, we had a crazy good match between Phoenix and Trent's, uh, oh, Trent Barretta. My God. Ray Phoenix is... I'll honestly put this out there. He's so underrated. And it's because so- when you think of Lucha Brothers, you automatically go to Pentagon. Yeah, right away. But the fact that Trent Barretta and Phoenix put on probably one of my favorite matches of that night... It, it's insane because Ray Phoenix is so underrated, but it's not underrated in the way that, like, he doesn't get recognition. Like, he's used, he just, he just but keeps... he's in the shadow of Pentagon. Well, it's not just he's in the shadow of Pentagon. He's in the shadow of the Lucha Bros. That's yeah. the problem. It's like Pentagon is, like, the staple of the Lucha Bros, yeah. right? And if, if memory serves me, Pentagon got hurt in Providence. Yeah, he did. But he's never taken time off of that injury. And we're seeing Phoenix doing some singles matches, making yeah. sure that he continues to check off the W's. Yeah. And I think it's because they want to try to give Pentagon a chance to rest up the injury. Because I, if yeah, I remember correctly, it was, he a did le- have a match. it was a leg injury. Yeah, he did like have that. a match tonight, but it was a slower paced match. Yes. Because he had a match against Christopher, Christopher Daniels, Daniels who is a slower paced wrestler. Yes. He's more of a fighter yes. than, a, than a jumpy flippy guy yeah. like the Bucks are or like Private Party is. Yeah. Phoenix is. Phoenix isn't just, he's not. I don't want to say he's underappreciated. The thing is, is when you think he's of the... He's in the shadow. The Lucha... He's not in Pentagon shadow. He's in the Lucha Bros yeah. shadow. Pentagon was able to create his mystique, if I remember correctly, in Lucha Underground. Yes. Okay. That's where he built. He was uh, uh, Pentagon Dark. Okay. So before there was ever a Phoenix, Pentagon Dark was building his name. Yeah. Then he's able to... Bro- and then Phoenix came in. His brother Phoenix came in. And exactly. then they formed the Lucha Brothers, yes. and then they went to like ROH and yes. such, and on the indie scene, yes. and then they found them, found their way to AEW, and they are 1A, 1B, or 1C of the greatest tag team in professional wrestling right now. Yeah. Because 1A, 1B, and 1C are all in AEW. Yeah, they are. You're right. Which, we've gone over this. It's the Bucks, it's LAX, and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. 1A, 1B, 1C. All day. Up next, uh, we had a Cody promo. Cody is so good on the mic. Cody's so good at everything. everything. You know what I mean? They gave him a Stardust gimmick in WWE, and he, and he, made, and he made it, it work. work. Yeah. It's just, he's the consummate professional wrestler. Yeah. I don't think I've heard it explained better, that he is oh, you. the professional wrestler. Yeah. He's good on the mic. He's good in matches. He can do any kind of match. He can do hardcore match. He could do a gimmick match. He can do a gimmick gimmick. He can book he yeah. can write yeah he can he can manage man he can do everything yeah. he is he he is his father's son yes 100 percent. um because think about it think about we we always dog um cody for the stardust thing that wwe did to him yeah but that's not his fault but do you remember what vince did to his father didn't he... He put him in a polka dot singlet. I was going to say, he put him in polka dots. He took the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and put him in a, in a polka dot singlet. Yeah. And he made it work. Yeah. Because that's who Dusty Rhodes was. The, re- the reason professional WWE, wrestler. Yeah, the reason WWE put Cody into the Stardust gimmick is because he did something backstage that didn't make him happy. 
So he, they stuck him in the Stardust gimmick, thinking it would lose his traction and would teach him a lesson. And it didn't. Instead, he just friggin' ran with it, and him and Dustin won the belts. Yeah. They were tag team yeah. champions as Stardust and Goldust. And, and let's not forget, too, they also did the whole narcissist thing where he was growing that sweet, sweet mustache. Yeah, and it was it, it was w- the uh, was the the handsome Cody Rhodes yes, or the perfect Cody the Rhodes. perfect Cody Rhodes. Dashing Cody Rhodes. That's yes. what it was. And then they and then they had him in the in like the Phantom of the Opera mask when he broke his nose. Yeah. It's like they they gave him some like really crap gimmicks. And, and he's ju- made them all work. Just like his father, he made it all work. Just like his brother. Don't forget his- He was the standout in Legacy. Yeah, he oh he was definitely the standout in Legacy. Yeah, even with Randy Orton there, he was definitely the standout. Yeah. My thing is, it's not just Dusty, and it's not just Cody. You also have to look at Dustin and the things yeah. he did to Dustin. Dustin came in as a cowboy. Then he left and he went to WCW where he played that weird phantom character for like yeah. one episode. Which of- he, he went out and basically just ran down the backstage guys. Yeah. The and company. Then, and then he comes back to WWE and he's gold dust. Yeah. Right? Where he's this cross-dressing guy in face paint. Yeah. Cross-dressing drag guy in face yeah. paint. And, and I mean, he did some weird things with Goldust. And then he goes and he has Tourette's at one point because Goldust got electrocuted. Again, the Rhodes family seems to always have gotten under... The Rhodes family, in my opinion, is one of the greatest families in wrestling. Yes. Yes, they are They are one of the pillars of... If you're building If you put a, a Mount monument, Rushmore of families, not specific wrestlers, but a Mount Rushmore of families... The Rhodes family is on that. Yeah, the Rhodes will be on there. The McMahons will be on there. Um, I'll put the Samoan Dynasty the on Samoans there. The Samoans will be on there. Um, but you, you kind of have to narrow it and down. And then yeah, so it would well, it, it would it have to it would. Well, be, you um, also have the Hart family. Well, you have your the four. Von Erichs. Okay. All right. It would be so, it would be so, tough. So Mount Rushmore is Rhodes, McMahon, Hart, and Von Erichs. Those are the four. Yeah. Okay. That that that's what it is. The flares are getting in there because of. The daughter. Charlotte, yeah. But the thing is, is it's like David never did anything. No. So. No. And 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 Rick was just Rick. Yeah, Rick is Rick is Rick. Yeah. Um Rick is a right now he's a rapper and a shoe designer. With Street Profits. With Street Profits, <laughs> yes. Um This Cody MJF stuff with so, Triple B is so, so good. Yes. Butcher Blade and Bunny. Yes. I'm so happy Allie is in AEW. It fits her so well to play the bunny. Yes. In this Triple B. With uh, Wardlow and MJF, because this is setting up a third faction in yeah. AEW. Yeah, it is. You have the inner circle. You have MJF's faction, which I don't think has a name yet, but it's MJF, uh, Wardlow, and the Triple B. Yep. And then we have Cody, the Bucks, Omega, uh, Omega, and Page. Yeah. And then Dustin's kind of in there too. Yeah. It's so good. Cody wants a match with Butcher and the Blade. But he doesn't have a tag partner. So he's letting somebody else pick the tag team partner for him. Okay. I don't remember who he had pick him. I, I think he might be letting MJF pick the tag team partner for him. I don't know why. Wow. Um. But then Cody will do anything. He said he'll put his job on the line. He'll put his money on the line. He'll put his house. He'll put his family on the line. Just to get his hands on Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Wow. This promo, I was looking back, I was reading through a little bit of it, and I was looking back at the CV, uh, CBS thing. CBS rated that promo an A+. CBS never gives out A-pluses. So that just shows you how good Cody Rhodes is. Yeah, yeah. Up next, we had Nyla Rose defeating Leva Bates. Um... After putting Rick Knox through a table, and then putting Leva Bates 
through Rick Knox. Yeah. Nyla Rose has been suspended for the rest of the year due to her actions against Rick Knox. <coughs> it's just it's just a work. It, it's exactly oh, a work. It is, that's, yeah. that's all it is. It is. Up next, Jericho has a promo, and he's met face-to-face with the Jurassic Express, where he's putting down Marco Stunt and saying that Stunt has a stutter and that Stunt is never going to uh, lead up to Le Champion. You're never going to be anything. You're never going to be good. You're never going to do anything. You're just a short kid. You're just a young young, young kid. You're never going to be Le Champion. And he basically, uh, Stunt says, basically, I just want to kick your ass, Jericho. In three weeks at the 21st, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, hell yeah, I love Marco Stunt. So isn't it kind of weird that Jericho goes and cuts a promo about how somebody will never be somebody two weeks after Rollins cuts the exact same promo to Kevin Owens? I mean, what else has Jericho done that he's already done with Kevin Owens? He did the whole MJ, a uh, whole Cody thing exactly. with MJF. I feel he I did feel. the whole uh, festival of friendship thing last week. Yep, there's a lot of a lot of jabs that they do in AEW right at WWE. Yeah, that's great. And they take a lot of jabs for whatever reason at things that Jericho did with Kevin Owens. Yeah, and what's all re- what all things that are happening with Kevin Owens? Yeah, like what we're saying right now with the Rollins thing. Yeah, what's really really good. And I think they're doing it because I think Jericho and Owens are actually really good friends. Oh uh, yeah, and they're, Owens they're, is totally. They're both from Canada. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. No, but like they 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 both like trained together and stuff like that. And I know um I know like Jericho was a big proponent of getting yeah. Owens in WWE yeah. and stuff but, like that. But anyway, um, I think it's because Owens is okay with it. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, it's because Owens is kind of like probably feeding some of these ideas to him. Probably. Um. But no, it was really, really good. Um, I'm pretty sure Luchasaurus said he's like, um, oh him and him and um, what's his name? Jungle Boy. No, Luchasaurus went face to face with uh, Chris Hager. Yeah, uh, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Oh, that I want to see that match. That'll be really. Those good. two guys are power. And then we could see we could see Jungle Boy versus Guevara. We could. That that would be a good match because yeah. it'd be a lot of flipping doodads there. Yeah. Um. Up next. Chris Standler. I mentioned her last week that she needed a win, and she got said win over Hikiro Shida, yep. which is a huge win because Shida is in the title hunt. Chris Standler is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hikiro Shida is great. Yep. This women's division is great. It is. Women's wrestling is great. Yes, it is. Um, Up next, we had Pentagon uh, versus Christopher Daniels. We, we mentioned this match about, earlier. Yep. Uh, Pentagon defeated Christopher Daniels in this match. Which um, is a guy who can take losses. Yeah. Christopher Daniels good for that. Yeah. Um, SCU's tag team champions right now. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah, they still yeah, are. Yeah, okay. Where are they? <laughs> exactly. Uh, he, Christopher Daniels is taking pins to Pentagon. Yep. But again, it's a match where Pentagon can still wrestle, but relax. Yes. And up next, the main event, which Moxley's knocking at the doors. Have you ever seen the meme where it's like the Reaper knocking on the door where it shows like three doors behind yeah, us, yeah, the yeah, trail yeah. of bloods? Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, it was like Toys R Us and yeah, like Kmart, yeah, yeah. and then the next one, the knocking on's GameStop. Yeah. Um. What I saw one today. It was like, um. It was somebody, Kenny Omega, Darby Allen, and now it's the Reaper knocking on uh Joey, Joey Janela's door, and the Reaper is John Moxley. That's awesome. Um, who was it? It was uh, who was the first person he had a match with? Oh, uh, Moxley. It wasn't Pac, was it? No, it wasn't an Omega. Yeah, it might have been. I'll have to look through it. Anyway, um, they had a great match. 
no. Janela and Moxley are phenomenal wrestlers. I mean, <clears throat> Moxley, in my opinion, is match. the best. Is one of the best wrestlers in AEW. Okay, yeah, I, I, in AEW definitely. <laughs> but he's, he's in also, the top five. But he's also <clears throat> making sure he stays protected. He doesn't want yeah. what's ha- what happened to him in the E to happen to him again. Yes, that's why these short contracts that they always talk about. It's like. You got to make Could, sure that you're sell, you're putting yourself out there and that you're putting on the best matches because once pro- that six months is up, you could be cut. And you're protecting yourself. Yeah, you're able because to if your you're mistake. hurt, you're cut. Yeah. So, uh, in our opinion, AEW definitely definitely won this week. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at that. That look at the opening match. Yeah. And look at, and the, look look at the main match. event. Yeah. That's it. It's great stuff. I mean, there was great stuff on WWE. Um, I'm, I'm I am an NXT guy. I I, I will be through yeah. and through. Um, but I just like. A lot of the stuff that they're doing with the the booking angles and the MJF stuff, and obviously Cody's promo was just top notch, man, top notch. Now the women's stuff, I know you were very high on it with AEW, yeah, but I can tell you right now that point definitely that, the went the women's to NXT. women's wrestling went to NXT this All week, but day. the rest of it went to AEW. Yeah, yeah. So AEW kind of so it's like if it's a best two out of three, AEW got the two. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, very, very good Wednesday Night Wars this yes, week. Yes, it was. And now being that this is an episode of five, this is episode number 15, we will be having a top 10. Now, considering this is going to be our last top 10 of 2019, because we're not going to have any more five episodes yeah, fall into th- this. There's not five weeks left in the year. No. Crazily. I know. Um, I know. Anyway, we'll talk about that off off. All off I know is we've decided we are doing a top 10 Matches of 2019. Yes. So we each have our own lists. We haven't discussed the lists. Nope. I mentioned one match to him. He hasn't mentioned any matches to me. Not going to. Um, but let's start this. So I think you finished the last one. So I finished this one. So you did the first match. Oh, oh. All right. Fine. Unless we want to just rock, paper, scissors it right here. No, no rock, paper, scissors. I, I am going to say my number 10 match. Okay. Becky, Flair, Rousey, WrestleMania main event. Okay. I'll give you that. I like it because not only is it was it a good match, yeah, yeah, it had a little bit of a clunky finish to it. It's the importance of the match. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I almost had like a one A one B situation. I almost wanted to throw in the uh, the match that happened in Saudi Arabia again. The importance of the match outweighs the techni- technical aspects of this match. Yeah, it shows it shows little girls like my daughter that that women they can want, do whatever that, they want. Exactly. If they if they want to be a professional wrestler in the WWE, they can main event the biggest pay-per-view in all of wrestling all over the world and the 35th edition too. Yeah, a huge one. Yeah, so, it's not like they stuck them at 32 or yeah, whatever. The, they stuck them in the main event of 35. Yes, and it was everything that led up to this match too, the build for Becky Lynch, yeah. you know, her redemption story coming out of Royal Rumble and stuff. It was great story building, a good match it wasn't a great match but it's the importance of this match as to why it's number 10 on my list yeah um so my number 10 is a wrestlemania 35 match and it is the wwe championship match between kofi kingston and daniel bryan good match i like that that was just because of the emotion behind that match oh yeah how much kofi wanted that belt and how he fought for that belt. He went through gauntlet matches. The New Day went through gauntlet matches. He was thrown every single curveball by Vince McMahon himself to not be in that championship match. And once he gets his match, he wins that damn match. Yep. Yeah. I like I like that match. It's a very good match. It so. was really, really good. 
Your number nine. Okay. My number nine match um, was a match I saw live. Okay. NXT TakeOver 25. 25, yeah. Okay. The four-way tag team ladder match. You had only Logan, Danny Burch, the Undisputed Era, Street Profits, and the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. The anarchy in this match, the yeah. energy in this match. Again, live experience helps you yeah. twist this a little bit more, but... Montez Ford doing the frog splashes, going in through the crowd with the red cups up in the air. It was just such a great match, and it was a great highlight moment for those two guys. Yeah. Because less than three months later, they're in Raw. Yeah. And they they could have done a little bit more in NXT with those guys, but that was their perfect pinnacle moment in a perfect, perfectly designed match. There were so many spots. And I'll tell you something right now. um, Kyle O'Reilly, everyone talks about... The, the the four-headed monster that the Undisputed Era is. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly is a guy, seeing him live in that match, the guy takes some of the nastiest bumps, contorts and sells himself him like no other. In, in such crazy ways, but always keeps himself protected. He yeah. took a bump in that match off the edge of a ladder that was just spine-tingling to me, like cringe-worthy. Yeah. Um, my number nine match is a match, I believe it was from SummerSlam. Okay. I could be wrong on what pay-per-view it was, but I believe it's from SummerSlam. And it was Cesaro versus Aleister Black. Oof. That was a technical wrestling masterpiece. I love that match. I didn't put it on my list, though. It was a technical wrestling masterpiece, in my opinion. Oh, it was a great match. Was because great match. you have an amazing heel wrestler in Cesaro who can work face as well but can put on matches with brooms and get four stars out of it. Yep. And then you have Aleister Black, who had been away for a bit and had been just sitting in the back, not even catering, but doing promos, building his mystique yep. up more and more. Because when he was with Ricochet, he lost a little bit of that mysterious mystique, but then with this, he just built it right back up. Yeah. Stiffest match of the year. Oh, 100% stiffest match of the year. They didn't pull anything. No, no. That, 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 that last Black Mass... Oh, it was it was flush. Right on the chin. Yeah. Right on the chin. Your number eight. Okay. So my number eight match um actually is building to what your number ten match became. So my number eight match is Elimination Chamber twenty nineteen. When you had yeah. Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton yeah. in the Elimination that Chamber. That was a really, really solid, and, solid, solid match. And the thing is Kofi Kingston had so many near falls in that match. Yeah. Had so many opportunities to walk out of that match as the champion, WWE yeah. champion. And it and it kept Brian as this ultimate heel yeah. who t- took advantage of one missed opportunity by Kingston, which led to Brian winning that match. I yeah. love that match. Matt, again, it builds to the storyline that happens at WrestleMania. So it yeah. allows you to still be chasing that, that brass ring, which yeah. is awesome. My number eight, as we uh, we discussed a little bit earlier about a couple of the guys in this match. Actually, the two guys in this match. Um, and this match was all about showing love to their father, Cody versus Dustin at AEW do- Double or Nothing. Okay. This match I put on my list solely because of the emotion in this match. But it's a different kind of emotion than was in the Kingston-Brian match. Kingston, that match had emotion where it was Kingston wanted that belt. Kingston wanted recognition yeah. for everything he's done. This was Cody and Dustin putting their hearts out in this ring 
for their father. All, all day. All day. Great match. Blood, uh, you, you, the right amount of crimson in it. Um, you know, Dustin's fresh in AEW after he just left WWE <laughs> at that point. It, it was it was very well done, very well designed. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Your number seven. So my number seven match is actually a pretty recent match. It was actually on free television. Okay. And it happened just after Saudi Arabia during an NXT takeover of SmackDown. Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan for the NXT yeah, title. That was a really, really good match. That, I didn't include that match. I. It was just because of how quickly everything was written to that point. Yeah, the fact that that came out of nowhere. And the fact that these guys pretty much had no time to rehearse. Yeah. No time to set up spots. Cole even admits it when he's talking, I believe, to Corey Graves. During uh, After the Bell. After the Bell, where he says, yeah, I get the call. And it's like, yeah, you have an hour. Be packed up. We're coming to pick you up. We need you for SmackDown. And it's That's just crazy. like, there's no time to prepare. And you're, and you're thinking about some of the spots that Daniel Bryan does in that match. Yeah. When was the last time Daniel Bryan ever took any type of pile driver, package pile driver? He hasn't done it in a long time. No, especially after he got a neck injury. Exactly. That, that and, ended his career for a bit. And the thing is... To me, what really highlights in this match, forget everything that happens within the match. First of all, it's the NXT title being fought for on SmackDown, SmackDown on Fox. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge thing. Considering right now, neither Big Bolt is being defended on TV. Yes. The thing to me was the amount of chemistry that these two guys had, having never really wrestled each yeah. other before. And the fact that Daniel Bryan felt safe enough to allow... Adam Cole to do those moves. To hit a Panama Sunrise. So this way that Vince McMahon could see that pile drivers are still a safe move in the wrestling industry. Yeah. Yeah. My number seven was from TakeOver Cardiff. It is the triple threat tag match between Gallus, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and South Coast Subculture. Okay. That match was just so much fun. Yes. And insanity. Yeah. Um, I love... We, we've discussed this on the triple show. Triple threats are awesome. I love triple threats. I love fiddle four ways. I love big matches with a lot of really, really good talent. Yeah. And these are three... These are the three greatest tag teams in um, NXT the, UK. Oh, okay. In NXT UK, not including Imperium. Okay. Well, I don't consider them... A, they're a faction. They're a faction. Yeah. But these three tag teams, which was... Uh, I believe it was uh, Joe Coffee and Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, why am I blanking on the GYV? I'm blanking on who's in Grizzled Young Veterans. I can't remember, man. Sorry. I think it's Zach, Gip- Zach Gibson and somebody else. Um, and then, uh, Os- not Osprey, um, Andrews and Flash Gordon Webster. Yes. These guys have so much chemistry in this ring. And we have a beat em up team with Grizz- Grizz- Young Ve- Grizzled Young Veterans. Sorry, tongue twister there. <laughs> Grizzled Young Veterans. We have a big Haas team. Of Gallus, and then we have these small guys who everyone thinks, oh, they're not going to win the belts, and, they win the and belts. then they friggin' win the belts. It was awesome, such a great, great popping moment. Yeah, it was really, really good. Your number six, Becky, Sasha, Hell in a Cell. I'll give you that. Just straight brutality in that match. You know, there's a way to do brutality, and neither of us, I don't think, I don't know the rest of your list, but I don't think either of us included the unsanctioned match. No, I did not. So to me, there's a way to do brutality without having to go so overboard that it becomes cringeworthy. Yeah. And that was the thing about this match. Yeah, you this had two was... women who were just brutal. Now, don't get me wrong. The pay-per-view ended horribly, and I didn't want to oh, bring yeah. up Hell in the Cell because of that one thing. And even Seth Rollins even admits that. Um, I think he did. He admitted he it. He did it on After the Bell, the first the, episode. Yeah. 
where he wasn't happy with the match, and then I think even no, what's the what's the television show CM Punk's on? Backstage, C- backstage. Um, he was on it this week talking about that match. Oh, okay. So, um, to me, this match opened. Yeah, it did such a great feud, or it ended such a great feud. Not opened a great feud. It ended a great feud because it was so much that happened within this match. Yeah, the way they set up chairs, the way they did different. Mo- they had unprotected chair shots. It, yeah, you know that's huge. That's huge, and. Again, it brings more forefront to the women's wrestling that shows, hey, we can be just as hardcore as the guys. Yeah. My number six, which I basically don't really need to talk about, is the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Championship ladder match between Street Profits, UE Forgotten Sons, and Birch and Lorcan. I, I don't even need to go on with this because you exactly described this match. So we're just going to move right on to your number five. Oh, okay. Well, my number five is actually a match that happened... Again, NXT TakeOver 25. Okay. The main event, yep. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah. That match sits where it sits because that was the best of their three matches in their trifecta this year. Yeah. Okay. The emotion that my son felt that night yeah. when Adam Cole beat Johnny Gargano, he was so mad. Now, I put this match in my top 10 matches of all time, so it had to be in my yeah. top 10 yeah. of this year. To me, the big thing about this match was that it showed that the plucky underdog could not hold up against the Undisputed Era's leader. And that Adam Cole was the face that runs the place. Adam Cole is the new Shawn Michaels. Wow. That is huge to say that. And I agree. I really, really agree that he could be the next showstopper. showstopper Shawn Michaels. My number five match... Was that Takeover Cardiff? Okay. Ilja Dragunov versus Cesaro. Dude, you're giving Cesaro some love. Uh, dude, I love Cesaro. We, I, we all do. I've loved his work lately, specifically because he, even though he went over in this match, he gave such a good rub to such a brand new talent who I had never heard of before when this match happened. And now I will never forget the name of Ilja Dragunov. Yeah, I can completely agree with you. You know what I mean? That was a great match. It was showing that Ilja Dragunov, even though he's a relatively new wrestler and has only been in NXT UK for a very, very short tenure, can put on insanely good matches on takeovers. Yes. Yeah. To open a takeover. Yeah. That's huge. That's very huge. Yeah. What is your number four? My number four is another recent match. And this isn't recency bias, guys. This is just because... Well, technically, they're all recency. They're all 2019 matches. Yeah, but no, this is like recency bias. So... We had talked about this pay-per-view last week, and we had talked about how there was one A and one B when it comes to War Games matches. Okay. So I'm really going to ruffle some feathers. Number four is the men's War Games match. Okay. It falls number four to me um, behind the women's, which I'll get to them in a little bit. Okay. But this was just everything about this match. The, the ending, the pop for Kevin Owens, yeah. the um, the fact that both Roderick Strong and Tommaso Ciampa were nonstop in this match for yeah. well over an hour. Yeah. The spots, the tables, Adam Cole being Adam Cole. Keith Lee being Keith, Keith Lee. Keith Lee just doing some of the craziest stuff you'll see. The Panama Sunrise in between the two rings. Again, we talk about these moves that Adam Cole is doing. He's doing these moves in such tight spaces. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's the overall essence of this match. And... It's the way it ended. You know what I mean? Like, 
nobody could barely walk out of that match. That's yeah. how tired those guys were. Yeah. And the thing that really even puts this match high on this list for me, even yeah. though it's still going to sit behind the women's match, is the fact that all of these guys essentially... Minus were, a couple of them, performed the next night. Well, no. All the guys in that ring performed the next night. Kevin Owens performed. Tommaso Ciampa performed. Um, Lee and Dijak did. Lee and Dijak both performed. Yeah, every yeah every, every guy, single guy in, in that, that match was yeah. the last were 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 the guys who closed the show the night before and then did not go on as the main event the next night. No, no. they were they were they still had a semi early match. Yeah, in which every one of those guys still performed at a high level. I mean, you, talk about the the UE the next night they were on the pre show. Yeah, they were fighting uh, on the pre show. Reed Dragon were on the pre show. Yep. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong pretty much opened the show. Yep. That was one of the early, early matches. That's what I mean. And then Cole versus Dunn was right after that. Yeah, and then you had the and then, then you had Survivor Series match, which was like I think two matches before the end. Exactly. These that's what puts this so high on my list is yeah. what all these guys were able to do. Yeah, my number four is from Takeover New York, WrestleMania weekend. It hits me a little hard, but is the night the greatest championship reign in current WWE history, Pete Dunne's 680-plus day reign came to an end against Falter. Wow. That match I came into with so much emotion, personally, because I am such a Pete Dunne mark, but Walter is a very, very close second for me for... Uh, international wrestlers because of what P- uh, what Walter can do in the ring for the size he is. Tall, bulky, muscular, but can still fly around that ring. And that match had so much emotion in me. Like, I'm a 21-year-old male. And when Pete Dunne lost, I started to tear up. I admit, because I thought Pete Dunne was going to hold that belt for two full years. And he was just short. I know. It is what it is, though. Yep. It, it, it was... Such a good match. In it my was. Opinion. Oh, it was. Because these two it's guys a, can di- tear it down. It's a dichotomy. We always talk dichotomy. Yes. David two, versus Goliath. Two opposite ends of the spectrum. Exactly. And we'll talk about a dichotomy later and, on my list. And and the big thing about that is the, the crazy spots that Walter was putting on. The power bomb off the top rope to Pete Dunn where he threw yes. him halfway across the yes. ring. It's just insanity. Yeah. You're number three. Number three is another women's match. Okay. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae yeah. take over Toronto. They opened the show and they burned the house down. Yeah, that was the best. The, that was the best match of that show. That show could not live up to that match. No, that match was so good. It was a blow off match of a feud that had been building up for quite some time. Okay. Yeah. And you're talking about the technical prowess of these two women's wrestlers who yeah. don't get showcased in championship pictures and stuff like that. And you're watching the deterioration of their friendship. You're watching the deterioration of this Io Shirai character. Which the would, fact that considering they're still feuding now yes. and Toronto started the year pretty much. Yeah. It, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. They did such a good job with this storyline with Io Shirai. They let it be such a slow burn as her turn. Yeah. And then you get her turn in the cage match against Baszler where she attacks Candice LeRae. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, she's out there berating the crowd. And then you're setting up this match. And this match was just so good. And Io goes over, which was very key because both these women did a great job of keeping their characters very strong. And like I said, the rest of the card could not live up to this match because the main event was probably the weakest of the Gargano trilogy with Cole. And I think a lot of it had to do with that the crowd was zo- so zapped from this match. Yeah. My number three is from Take of New York, 
It was the main event. It was Gargano versus Cole, two out of three falls. Okay. This match was so good considering it was wasn't it a like a bra, like a backstreet brawl or something like that as yeah. the first fall. No, no, that was the all... first one was a legit wrestling match. No, Correct? no, no, no. Toronto was the one that had the three stipulations. The first one was just a regular two out of three falls match. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah that match, I'm pretty sure Gargano went over in that Gargano match. Gargano went over, yeah, because yeah. Cole won the next two. Yeah. He won 25 and then he won Toronto. Which I think is huge because the one the one scene that I still remember was when Gargano was at the top of the ramp with the belt and Candace comes out hugging him. They walk up to the top of the ramp and out comes to no music, to Gargano's music. Champa and they embrace at the top of the ramp. DIY one DIY year DIY. was it? One, I think it was two years after the breakup of DIY. Yeah, because that happened at the in Brooklyn, 2017. Yeah, and then uh, take over New York, Brooklyn, 2019. They're back together at the top of the ramp. Yep. So such a good emo, such a good emotion, such a good visual to end a wrestling, to end a pay per view. Oh yeah, definitely. You're number two. Okay. I'm a Lesnar mark, so I have to have a Lesnar match. Okay. Royal Rumble, Finn Balor versus, versus Brock, Brock Lesnar. Okay. This I will give you that one. This match, it's the it's the subtle nuances that made this match as good as it was. Okay, first of all, Lesnar's always better with smaller guys. Always has been. When he wrestles smaller guys, we talked about this before. We've talked about it many a times. His best matches are always with smaller guys. A yeah. Kurt Angle, an AJ Styles, a Seth Rollins, a Roman Reigns, a Finn Balor. Daniel Bryan, he has great matches with small guys. Yeah. The big thing is, though, it's the little nuances that happened in this match. It's the fact that Finn Balor ended up slamming him against the corner of the, the table, and you're, you're attacking his diverticulitis in his stomach, and he's able to take advantage of that. And that turned the match. And, dude, I can tell you right now, anybody who's listening to this, you're a bold-faced liar for 10 seconds. You didn't think that Finn Balor was going to win this match. No, when I he 100% went to the, thought. When he went to the top rope to hit that coup de gras, and then he came down and got caught, and he had to tap out. Like I thought he was going to win that match. Yeah, and and it was so well done. Again, everyone gives Lesnar a hard time about some of the matches he does with the fact that he doesn't show up. He showed up, Royal Rumble 2019, and he put on one of the best matches of the year hands down without question with a guy who a lot of people were starting to think wasn't a top card talent anymore yeah he showed up and showed hey i am still a top card talent here in this business yeah i'm gonna come back on something that i said earlier before we started recording i said that i had two matches together in one position i'm gonna come back on that i'm gonna change it to just one of those matches and it's your number one Okay. It is the 2019 War Games women's match. Okay. Because of how much, I keep saying emotion, but how much stuff actually happened in that match with the Dakota Kai Kai heel turn. With Dakota Kai, it wasn't even meant to be in the match. It was meant to be Mia Yim. But she attacked Mia Yim backstage. Tegan Knox sets up a brand new feud. Dakota Kai sets up three brand new feuds. Yep. And the best part about this is I don't even have to talk about number one because we can just go back and forth about this Yeah, we can just go back and forth with this one and I can just jump to my number one. All I know, all I know is this was a two-on-four handicap match. Yeah, in war games. In war games in which the losing team had the NXT UK Women's Champion and the NXT Women's Champion. Champion. And then, as well as that, 
Bianca Belair and, and Io Shirai. And again, four marquee billboard names for WWE. Not yes. no, no, for wrestling. Yes. And the best part about it is I told you two of my favorite spots in all the year were yeah. in this match. Yeah. And both were done. By the Princess of the Sky, Io Shirai. Io Shirai, coming off the top, off the top of, of the ran- uh, off the top of the, uh, the cage, cage, and then that one where, she, where her and Candice again, her and Candice, yeah. starting the match, yeah. where she jumps from one rope to the next rope and then drop kicks Candice away. Yeah. Again, the balance and the grace of Io Shirai to do that stuff is just yeah. out of control. Dude. And I love the finish of it. With it was a in my opinion, it was a callback to John Cena, Randy Orton, I Quit, two thousand nine. Yes, when the- John Cena was handcuffed and then gets it back onto Randy Orton face gets it on the heel looks at him in the face heel gets scared gets put through in this case chairs pinned one two three Rhea Ripley has pinned your NXT women's champion yes yes okay so now that we know my number one because that was my number one yeah women's war game 2019 there wasn't a better match this year um anybody who didn't give this match five stars just you know, it's just bias in my yeah. opinion. It's just bias against WWE because again, this could have happened in New Japan and it was a five star match. I have one match above this. Okay, I know you do because this was yeah. your number two. So what's number one? My number one, and as we said, it was a dichotomy, but it's even bigger dichotomy than Pete Dunne Walter. It is Tyler Bate Walter yes. take over Cardiff. Fifty something minute match with I don't know how many false finishes. Where I thought for a legit minute that Tyler Bate was going to have his second reign as the NXT UK champion. We both were actually hoping he would be the yeah. NXT champion at that but point. But the fact that he was eating so many chops oh. and was spaghetti-legged 20 minutes into the match, and it went 50. I know. And the crowd reaction, considering it was at Cardiff in such a small arena, a smaller arena than you'd get, it was about the same size as Full Sail. Yeah, they had that match in the same size spot as Full Sail, and the crowd reaction, the big strong boy chants, and the let's go bait chants, and he actually pulled off boom and bop on uh on Walter on Walter and Walter ate chops and they went chop for chop a little bit. It, I am such a fan of good wrestling. Specifically good technical wrestling, which Tyler Bate is a good technical wrestler. Walter is a great technical wrestler He's for a, a big guy. Too. Yeah, he has it all. Walter is a phenomenal talent. And that is why that is my number one match of the year. I have no problem with your top ten. I really yeah, I have no problem with yours either. I missed a couple of matches. I didn't think I didn't think about the EO Candice match, but that is such a good point. Well, I had a feeling you were going to put a Cesaro match on there. I had two. <laughs> and that's why I didn't put the black Cesaro match. Yeah. It, 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 I had it written down, and I'm like, no. I don't want to just keep running into the same matches. Yeah. With them. Which I, we only had two. two. I knew we were going to have two. Yeah. I, I, I knew we were going to have at least one of the War Games matches. Yeah. Okay? And then... We I had the Fatal 4-Way I, crossover. I, I did not think it was going to be the Fatal 4-Way. What did you think it was going to be? Um, To be honest with you, I thought you were going to actually have Colt Bryan. No. I, okay. So for me... For me, I'm not a huge... I, I am a big fan of TV wrestling. But for me, it's like... I like watching TakeOver and Pay-Per-View because they don't put commercial breaks. So you can watch a match beginning to end without any interruption. Okay, That's why I don't really pay attention to a lot of um, TV matches as huge matches. Because you get those breaks in the middle and you have to just based off like what the commentators are saying. Like, hey, this happened off screen. Da-da-da-da. Then Give you, me a start to finish match. All right, then 
please, if you still haven't watched it, because I know you haven't watched it, you need to go back and you need to watch Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, Iron Man match on SmackDown. I haven't watched it yet, but you I have will. to. And anybody out there who hasn't watched it, you have to watch it, because it is the greatest match of all time. Okay. We will uh, leave it at that point. Um, thank you all so much for coming out for this 15th episode. And for surprisingly, this isn't our longest episode, even though it was 15. Yeah, I know. Somehow but that's, we still cut I think, it's, I think it's just because of how not little happened in wrestling, but there's no huge storyline points yeah, that happened worry. this week. This week coming up is going to be very big because, again, <laughs> we, we record this on Friday. Yep. So right now, right around the time that we're talking, SmackDown is happening. Yeah. And you know something big is going to be happening on SmackDown tonight, yeah. which is going to lead into TLC in two weeks. Yeah. So now you're going to start seeing the storylines happening. Yeah. Next week's episode is probably going to run around the same time, yeah. even though we're not doing a top 10 list. Yeah. We're going to be about at about an hour and a half without a top 10 next week. Exactly. So... I want to thank you all so much for coming out uh, and listening to the show. Uh, we ev- everything we do is for you guys. This is this is a hobby of ours. We don't get any money off this right now. This is just for our passion for professional wrestling. So we do this for your guys' entertainment, and we're so happy with the amount of people that have been listening. Um, and the biggest way for this show to get bigger and bigger is by word of mouth, sharing the Facebook post, liking us on Instagram, sharing the Instagram page. Uh, showing out your t-shirts. If you have a t-shirt, we still have t-shirts. We can get you a t-shirt if you want a t-shirt. Tag the double doink in anything that you see in wrestling that you want us to talk about. Hashtag be a doink. Hashtag doinks. Hashtag double doink. Hashtag the doinks. At the double doink. Yeah, at us or tag us on Facebook. Anything. Something you guys want us to talk about. Something you guys think is funny. Share us memes because I'm going to start posting more memes on the Facebook Facebook and the Instagram page. Just because this is going to be a community. 2020 is going to be a huge year for this show. Oh, very big. It's going to be a huge I'm going to I'm going to drop a line right now. I don't know if I've told you about this. This is going to be a huge year for the Doink Network. Yeah, definitely. Because we're not just going to have the Doink uh the Double Doink next year. Nope. We're going to have more and more content under the Doink umbrella. Name, umbrella for you guys. Umbrella Corporation, Resident Evil. <laughs> whatever the umbrella academy okay i like it um anyway we're gonna call it that uh thank you all so much for coming out uh and listening to this week's show uh like comment sub- uh, subscribe share however you guys want to do it um tag us in, again tag, tag us, us in anything um if you guys have any questions comments concerns or otherwise reach out let us know um both of our uh in, uh facebook's and instagram's right out there for you guys to uh message us if you want but thank you all so much for coming out tonight uh, today, whenever you're uh, listening, listening to this. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next week. And we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.